keeping you company throughout the day. This is ICR. Good morning, Ipswich and surrounding counties, and welcome to the Crime Lab radio show today with me, Adrian Ashby. Today, it is the 19th of October, 2021. How is everybody doing out there on this very wet and miserable Tuesday morning? Um, first and foremost, I've got some uh, apologies and announcements to make. Um, very sorry uh, I wasn't here last week as planned. Um, if anybody's ever had a toothache from hell, um, I can assure you that's what I had uh, last week. Some of you may say that's good because I talk too much um, and I just couldn't talk last week so I couldn't be here to broadcast uh, to you. Um, after seven days and a very strong course of antibiotics, as you can hear, uh, my mouth is fully much uh, in gear and ready to speak to you and bring you up to date with what is going on in the surrounding counties. So first and foremost, um, I'd like to say a uh, big shout goes out to all of the Shamps and Giggles crew. Um, Pinky, uh, you were caught again, um, but hey, it's all uh, good fun. Also, big shout goes out to my man, uh, the Quizmaster, a.k.a. Mr. Jemmy P. Thank you very much uh, for listening uh, this morning. And also all of you who are listening in London via the Mixcloud, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Also, I'd like to say a uh, big shout goes out to... Uh, Miss Kerry Mussington, uh, your birthday has already gone, uh, my love, but I'm sure you are still uh, nursing a headache, so I'm glad you had uh, a fantastic birthday. Please uh, also enjoy the show. Now, um, if you can hear um, some banging and some noise and some sound effects in the background whilst I'm broadcasting to you, rest assured it is not me falling around the studio. Uh, we have the very capable Pitkin and Ruddock in the house. Um, they are air conditioning specialists and they are upgrading our very, 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 very old uh, air conditioning uh, system. And I must say so far they are doing a splendid job uh, with what they're doing this morning. So thank you very much, guys. I know you're doing your very, very, very best uh, to keep uh, disruption to a minimum. So thank you for that. So without uh, further ado, on with the show. Um, started off with uh, Misha Parrish um, this morning uh, for you um, and uh, also Soul to Soul, one of my favourite tracks. Um, but you know me, I want to talk to you about what is uh, going on uh, in this uh, country uh, in relation to crime um, to give you my own personal insight, um, you are welcome to uh, give me your own views uh, about what you think, um, and I can always come back and revisit uh, what you know you have said or anybody else has has said. Um, and I'm going to start off. You know, if you listen to the show, you know where I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with the, the biggest story at the moment. Um, and that is the the uh, senseless murder, in my opinion, of the uh, Conservative MP Sir David Amos, uh, who was killed on uh, Friday, just gone, um, believe it or not, in a Methodist church, uh, which he had, um, you know, access to, and and you know he had a room there where he conducted his uh, MP surgery, 
uh, for his constituents. Now, anybody who's ever visited uh, an MP um, at their surgery will know, you know, you have an issue with, uh, for argument's sake, your, your landlord or the council, or you, you just generally ticked off with what is happening where you live. You can go to your MP's surgery and sit down and have, you know, a chocolate biscuit and a cup of tea. And he and sh or she, should I say, uh, will sit down and listen to your concerns, write down some notes, and they will then, uh, you know, see what they can do, whether it's write a letter um, to whoever, you know, the, the person is to sort of say, look, I'm, you know, member of parliament and my constituent member has brought this issue to me. Um, can you can you sort it out um, as exponentially as, as possible? Um, now, that is what this, this gentleman um, was doing. He spent 40 years in the House of Commons as an MP. For, that's a lifetime, you know, for 40 years. And he, he got up on Friday, um, you know, kissed his wife and kids goodbye. See you later, darling. I'm off to the surgery to go and help the people of, of Southend, which is his um, constituent um, area. And um, sadly, he never returned. Um, fatally stabbed uh, numerous times. Um, for what reason, we, we don't know. It would appear that this young man, who is of uh, Somali um, background and also the son of a former Somalian diplomat also. So, you know, there's some, don't want to speculate too, too much because uh, the, the gentleman in question is still uh, being held in police custody. He's not uh, yet been formally charged as I know, but it is sort of 95% sure, safe to assume that he is the man who committed uh, this really, really gruesome crime. Um, he was found at the scene, uh, weapon in hand, and subsequently uh, arrested by um, numerous armed police and taken away. Uh, hasten to add, he's also been questioned, with, and this is uh, important, and that's what, why I'm, I'm just being very careful with the language that I'm using. Um, it, so far as I've seen, he, he's being questioned uh, under the terrorism, terrorism, sorry, put my teeth back in and told you I had a f uh, dodgy tooth last week, the Terrorism Act, Section 44 of the Police and Criminal Evidence Act, um, which means that they can hold him slightly longer uh, than the average person who's uh, being arrested. You know, you can hold somebody for 24 hours before you have to either charge them or release them. Well, with... Um, terrorism they can keep going to the judge uh, and asking for extensions and and nine out of ten times on on the grounds of terrorism you will be held if the police can demonstrate that look this man has done this heinous crime we're pressing him or her for information um and the judge will sign it off and you will be held so i think what the police will be doing now. Um, they, they have um, extensive CCTV um, already. And, and remember, I don't want to take anything away from any regular uh, police force. Um, but when you're dealing with uh, special branch and, uh, you know, anti-terror squads and all the other little hit squads that there are, um, they, I can assure you from first-hand experience, they do not mess about. Um, I have seen a large degree of uh, footage 
that has been amassed already. Bearing in mind this incident took place midday on Friday and today is only Tuesday, 10.24 as I speak into you. And they've already established, uh, you know, where this guy was staying in North London, which street he left, CCTV images of him crossing the street, going into the rail station. So they've almost got a complete picture of what happened that morning when this young man uh, left his house. So they are really, really building a case. Now that is what is going to help the judge decide whether or not he should, uh, you know, remain in custody for police to question him further to get to the bottom of this. Um, remember, uh, he is of Somali uh, descent. Over many years, there has been uh, problems, um, you know, in, in Somalia with various different civil wars. Um, the one thing I've not heard yet, and this is interesting, is I, I've not heard the word radicalization just yet, uh, although they're talking about terrorism. So is this, uh, you know, a lone, a lone wolf attack, as they say? Um, this young man is 25. Um, they've gone to his school. They've gone to his primary school. They've gone to the first house that he ever lived at in the UK and spoken to um, his neighbours. They're all on TV. We cannot believe this. Uh, this was a really, really nice boy. Um, he'd done very well at his GCSEs, you know, A star student. Why, you know, just some years after leaving school, would he go and, and not only this, make an appointment to see Sir David Amos? Um, and then for some reason uh, decide to stab him fatally uh, at his place of work. So, uh, as you can imagine, this uh, story is not going to go away. Um, there have been uh, some very, I've been watching them most of yesterday, there was a, um, a church uh, service for Sir David Amos at uh, Westminster uh, Cathedral yesterday with um, all of the um, pomp and splendour uh, as you would imagine, I believe he is actually, or was actually, the longest-serving MP currently. Um, I'll have to double-check that fact for you, but I think that is the case. Um, he had um, tributes from almost everybody um, in in the House of Commons yesterday, including uh, the Prime Minister. Uh, and I think um, one of the most uh, fitting um tributes did actually come from the Prime Minister. Now, for those of you who don't know, I've already said uh, Sir David Amos was the MP for uh, Southend. Um, and he's campaigned for 40 years whilst being an MP for Southend, for Southend to become a city as opposed to Southend Town as it is now. Um, that was his life's uh, mission. And uh, yesterday, during the tributes, uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson um, announced that he'd spoken to the Queen and the Queen was so touched by what has happened uh, to him, um, they've decided to grant permission to call Southend a city as opposed to a town, which uh, might not sound like a lot um, to people. I believe um, they were trying to do a similar thing here in Ipswich for it to be Ipswich City as opposed to Ipswich Town. I think um, what it does is it uplifts um, everybody's 
you know, it, it takes you out of that small mind mentality, not saying that people here are small minded, but, you know, people refer to it as a small place. It doesn't have a city centre uh, status, but uh, more on a financial um, aspect, what it will do is it will attract more money um, and prosperity to the local area if you have it listed as a city as opposed to a town. So, um, you know, by, by a cruel twist of fate, um, default, I guess, um, you know, something that this uh, gentleman has, uh, you know, tried for all of his political career, um, he finally achieved, uh, sadly, uh, in, in his death. Um, and there's also talk of, uh, as well as uh, this new found city status, um, that they will be erecting a statue uh, in in his honour, uh, which I think is is um, quite quite fitting. Um, never mind whatever your your politics are or or whatever. Um, as as best as I know, um, this this gentleman um, seemed to uh, do the best that he could for his his uh, community. Uh, I everyone will know I'm an avid news watcher. I've been watching the news. Uh, continuously over the last couple of days um, and people from all walks of life um, you know white people Jewish people Indian people some even some Somali people um, African people Muslims all, all different types of, of um, natured and, and various religion um, type people have come forward um, and said that they they have come into the surgery and spoken uh, to this gentleman and he left them with a feeling of uh, satisfaction. Um, you know, he, he didn't just say, oh, yeah, I'll help you out and, you know, didn't help you out. Um, he did his very, very best uh, to to do what he said he was going to do on the tin, as somebody said uh, in, in the House of Commons yesterday. So slightly moving on from that, the question um, that is being asked uh, now is um, do MPs like Sir David Amos, and, and he just happened to be uh, a, a knight of the realm, you know, he just happened to have a, a, a knighthood for, you know, his, his excellent service uh, to, to the House of Commons and, you know, all the other business interests that he, he uh, may have outside of the House of Commons. Um, but you will remember five years ago, um, Joe Cox uh, was fatally shot and stabbed outside of her surgery, going to help her um, constituents. There's now a trust called the Joe Cox um, Foundation. You can donate money and, you know, her husband or ex former or widow rather um, is uh, helping to, to run that and, you know, raise awareness for several different cause, uh, causes in her name. Um, and no doubt there will be one for uh, Sir David. There is also uh, an, another MP, Stephen Timms, uh, who was um, stabbed uh, last year, attacked outside his surgery. Um, fortunately for him, uh, his injuries were quite serious, but he's made a full um, recovery. And over the years, there has been uh, some uh, other attempts uh, on, on MPs' lives, most uh, notably uh, in 1983, if my memory serves me correctly, the Brighton bombing, um, where a number of MPs were killed um, uh, the target was obviously uh, the Conservative Party at their party conference. With uh, Those are the times when Miss Thatcher was still a uh, Conservative uh, leader and Prime Minister of the country. Um, but this is, this is a more personal 
personal thing. You know, you 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 get up in the morning, you you go into work as an MP, and you know there are people out there uh, who who make it their business to leave their homes and travel. And in this instance, this young man's travelled fifty two miles exactly uh, to to commit this crime. So the talk is now: should MPs have uh, you know, close protection and more protection. I guess that's a, a question for Priti Patel, the Home Secretary. Is there enough police officers to do that? Because we all know uh, that if you call the police now, um, you may get one lone officer um, when realistically you need three or four. So where are these officers going to come from? Um, you know, people are saying that they need uh, bodyguards and stuff i suspect it's just like everything else being a former bodyguard myself uh having you know uh, the close protection um sia badges and all these various different badges you've got to have uh to to do this uh, type of work um i will tell you from first-hand experience it, it's just a badge if uh you know it, it's not like america or certain parts of Europe where a close protection officer um, can carry a firearm, which will make all of the difference. Um, you know, in a situation like this, if you're if your bodyguard, you're unarmed, unless you are super proficient uh, with with martial arts, or you get extremely lucky, uh, it would be very difficult to disarm somebody. Um, and this is something you must practice. Um, you know, day in, day out, somebody coming at you with, with um, you know, a machete or, or a six or seven inch kitchen knife um, it, with, with intent. It is very difficult. Um, again, I will tell you from first hand knowledge is it's very difficult to maintain one's composure um, when facing such attack. So, you know, you're being employed to to you know, protect somebody else. Um, you know, where, where does it stop? You know, I think they should have, uh, you know, their own uh, police officer or, as somebody mentioned, police officer stationed at these surgeries and stuff. But again, you see, where's the budget? Where, who's going to pay for it? Where are these police officers coming from? There is a shortage of uh, police officers at the moment. So a lot of homework for... Pretty Patel um, to be doing at the moment to get this right to make people uh, feel safe and not only that um, the way that uh, this gentleman was attacked um, it could have been you know one of his constituents also so it's okay to say that you know MPs uh, need um, protecting but Joe Public like you and I need protecting also so perhaps uh, you know some sort of uh, robust policing at these places, um, you know, may be uh, required. But um, this is an ongoing story. It is not uh, going away um, for now. So, um, you know, I shall keep you posted uh, with anything that I find out. But in the meantime, I'm going to give you a break uh, from my voice and I'm going to play some music. So stay tuned and I'll be back on the other side. Back on the other side, 
uh, ladies and gentlemen. And I must say, order, order in the ranks. I can see on the group, uh, the Shamps and Giggles guys listening all the way down in London uh, are having a mutiny uh, amongst themselves. So order in the court, as they say, behave yourselves. Anyway, moving swiftly on, um, I spoke about a uh, situation down in South End over the weekend with the uh, senseless and tragic death of Sir David Amos, um, Conservative uh, MP, uh, much loved by uh, his constituents and members of the House of Commons. And pretty much anyone you've spoken to will tell you that he's a really nice, uh, or was, a uh, really nice gentleman. Closer to home, um, here in Ipswich, Suffolk, uh, two members of the notorious uh, J-Block gang, um, and I don't like saying that um, because it, it, it gives an awe of... Um, uh, how can I explain this? You know, it, it, it boosts uh, these, these individuals, and I, I don't think um, it should be referred to that. But nevertheless, that's how the report has come out. The J-Block gang, two members have been jailed uh, for a total of uh, 19 years for the supply of uh, Class A uh, drugs. Uh, a young man by the name of Wayne Scullion and another man by the name of Onandas McGinless, I believe I've pronounced that correctly. Um, both of these young men um, appeared uh, or have appeared uh, front and centre on some YouTube videos, uh, you know, these young people, they're making these drill videos um, depicting, uh, you know, gang lifestyle, um, showing weapons and drugs and so on and so forth. Um, now, for those of you who, who don't know, um, but I know most of you will know, this uh, J-Block gang um, were involved, uh, some of the members, I should say, to be politically correct, uh, were involved with the tragic killing of a young man called uh, Tavis Aiken Spencer, who was brutally murdered outside his father's house uh, back in 2019. Um, and many of those, uh, seven or eight of those members were captured uh, and now doing, uh, you know, time in, in prison. Um, I will say the, the sentences that most of them received uh, do not reflect uh, the crime. And some of them, since being jailed, have uh, misbehaved in jail appallingly insofar as taunting the family out on, on the street. Um, so uh, in, in a cruel twist of fate, uh, the, the fact that these uh, two gentlemen, uh, if I can refer to them as that, uh, from this uh, so-called J-Block gang, uh, have been, been sentenced uh, for their part in, you know, the crimes that they are committing, um, I think, uh, all in all, for Suffolk Police, it's a good day's work. Um, Wayne Scullion uh, was given eight years for his part in, um, you know, supply of Class A drugs, uh, crack, heroin and cocaine. And Hernandez uh, was given a total of 11 years um, so that, that should give you time to, uh, you know, think about uh, your, your actions. Also staying here uh, in Ipswich, a 34-year-old man uh, was seen loading uh, a safe into the back of, of um, a car uh, back in April uh, this year. He was seen by a taxi driver who had just dropped um, a fare off 
um, and the taxi driver thought that you know what he was watching didn't actually look right. Um, anyway, he, the taxi driver went about his his, his business, and then later on uh, that day, he heard that uh, the Spread Eagle Pub, uh, which is here in Ipswich and less than uh, <laughs> five hundred meters away from where I'm actually broadcasting uh, to you uh, right this moment. Uh, was was robbed, uh, broken into, and their safe stolen and their takings, uh, you know, gone for good. Um, so luckily this uh, taxi driver uh, managed to alert the police once he found out and gave a description of the car and the person and registration, you know, the usual things. And um, they were able to apprehend somebody. Uh, and that uh, young man goes by the name of Lee Nichols, and he was given 10 months um, custodial sentence after pleading guilty uh, to the offence of burglary um, and criminal damage, obviously breaking the locks, going with intent. There's so many little elements that, that go uh, to this that people don't actually uh, realise that, that happen, but that's you know what happens and that makes your sentence uh, significantly longer. I think he got away quite lightly uh, 10 months and you took £4,000, um, he got away very, very uh, lightly. I know people who have got a lot more time in prison for a far lot less uh, than that. Um, again, staying here in Ipswich, Andre uh, Mihaya, um, I'm not sure what his uh, origin is, maybe... Uh, Romanian, I don't want to speculate, but also another young man um, jailed as part of a county lines operation. He was uh, driving up and down uh, the, the motorways, um, the A12 and the A14, supplying drugs, um, again, crack cocaine, heroin, um, you know, and, and uh, cocaine it, it itself, um, pills and so on and so forth. Um, now, the judge has, has made a beeline to say that, uh, the, you know, this young man was driving along, he was stopped um, and, and found with a large quantity of cocaine, which was destined to uh, end up on the streets of, of Ipswich here, right where we are. Um, and the judge in her closing statement said, and this is Judge Emma Peters, uh, she said, let's be clear, cocaine literally destroys lives and sentenced this young man to two years and six months in prison. Um, I suspect he pled guilty. Um, you know, if you stopped in a vehicle and, you know, they pull a large bag of cocaine out from under your seat um, and say, what is this young man? Um, you know, and now 99% of all officers have body-worn cameras, so you can't say, they planted it on me, Gov, they planted it. You can't say that no more. Um, so... I would suspect his counsel um, would have said, look, mate, just plead guilty and take this one on the chin. Um, so, yeah, two years, uh, six months. So yet another um, county lines operator, drug dealer uh, sent to prison uh, for their crimes. Um, now, uh, the story has slightly gone cold. Um, but, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, every headline was uh, about the death of Sarah Everard, um, the young lady who was killed by the uh, Metropolitan Police officer, Wayne Cousins. 
Um, I did tell you I would have some updates on on something because this story, although it's gone quiet, uh, is not going to go away. Now, there's a, a chap called Jason Corey. He's also a former police officer at Sizewell um, as part of the CNC. Now, for those of you who don't know, the CNC is the, Q, the, the constabulary for nuclear and uh, chemical operations. Okay, that's what the CNC uh, stands for. Now, he was a police officer there. Now, they drive around, uh, you know, moving um, nuclear waste and uh, so on and so forth. Um, they're all armed uh, police. Um, if they're moving nuclear material or nuclear waste from plant to plant or for it to be destroyed, um, they have armed escorts so that, you know, terrorists can't steal the nuclear material and build bombs with it and all that sort of stuff. This chap uh, was a police officer there. Incidentally, Wayne Cousins was a police officer there too before he transferred to the Met, uh, beg your pardon, transferred to Kent Constabulary and then subsequently continued his career on uh, with the Met as a firearms officer. Now, this uh, Jason Corey is now due to uh, appear in court himself, charged with rape. And it's interesting that this chap, Jason Corey and Wayne Cousins, um, and there is talk of yet another officer, were all in a WhatsApp group together. So, you know, if you cast your mind back a couple of weeks ago when they were saying uh, this man was nicknamed the rapist, isn't it ironic that, you know, now we're finding out that an officer, you know, miles away, all the way up here, you know, is miles away from London, is in the WhatsApp group with this one who's been uh, convicted of such a heinous crime. Um, and now this officer is finding himself uh, in the dock on, on a similar charge. And remember, there's also an officer uh, in London um, who's uh, two weeks ago was also remanded in custody um, for historic rape. Uh, last year, I believe, in particular. So um, lots lots to think about uh, and digest. But as usual, um, time is uh, running short. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play uh, some music for you and I will uh, give you a shout back at the end of the show. Your alternative station, Switch Community Radio. Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Keeping you company throughout the day. This is ICR. Mind over matter Mind project, over matter. suicide prevention, prevent. preventing, preventing fatalities, fatalities, fatalities. Solutions. Solutions. Focus. 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 Visit www.momproject.co.uk. Donate today. Save a life. Save a life. Mind 
mind over matter, mind a mind a mind over matter, mind over matter, mind a mind over matter, mind over matter, mind over matter, mind a mind mind over matter, mind over matter, Mind 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 over matter suicide prevention. Mind 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 over matter suicide prevention. Preventing fatality fatality solution focus focus. Visit www.momproject.co.uk and donate today to save a life save a life save a life save a life save a life.
105.7 FM. Making it happen every minute, every day. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Crime Lab Show. It is Tuesday, the 23rd of November, 2021. Thank you very much, everybody, for uh, tuning in. First and foremost, apologies for not being with you uh, this time last week. Um, as originally scheduled, every Tuesday, 10 to 11, um, I have been suffering with a recurring toothache that just will not go away, um, preventing me from talking. Now, some of you will say, that is a good thing. I would disagree. Anyway, um, I'm here this morning, ridiculously cold here in Suffolk. Um, I'm not sure where you guys are listening. I'm hoping you're all around the country listening to me, and I hope you are nice and warm. I will say uh, we have had some improvements here at the studio recently with our heating and our air conditioning system, and it is working fabulously. Um, it's lovely and warm and toasty in the studio, so well done to the uh, ICR uh, members and directors who sorted that out. It's it's really, really nice uh, to be in these conditions. So that's that. Um, I started the show uh, with uh, a new dub plate, uh, as I like to call it, for the uh, spectacular and fabulous MOM Project, www.momproject.co.uk. Um the CEO, Miss Kerry Mussington. Uh, good morning to you, my love. Um, fabulous to hear your voice on the airwaves. Um, now on a dub plate, very well done uh, to you. Check it out. Um, suicide prevention, we all know um, somebody who has suffered, uh, you know, suicide, a friend, uh, family member, so on and so forth. Um, fantastic work being done. Uh, in the community by Kerry and the Mom Project. Also, um, I'd like to add that on Thursday evenings, um, Kerry also hosts, um, I like to call it a chat show similar to mine, but it's on Zoom, um, called Queens on the Couch, where you're invited if you're a lady. Sometimes they do have men on there, but it's specifically uh, for ladies, um, called Queens on the Couch, every Thursday at 8 o'clock on Zoom. Okay, and you ladies can join in the discussion and talk about um, health and well-being, mental health issues that uh, ladies uh, suffer, uh, relationships, and all types of um, things you can talk about uh, on on this new uh, channel, which is like a chat show. Just you know, you can see each other, and I think it's a fantastic uh, platform. Now, I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to give out the Zoom for those of you ladies who listen to my show, who are out there, who would like to get involved and you can find out more about the Mon Project, who also can facilitate the Freedom Programme. And for those of you who don't know, the Freedom Programme is uh, about, you know, getting people away and out of uh, domestic violence. Um, the fabulous Kerry Mussington is also a facilitator of that service. So, if you know anybody or you indeed are suffering uh, some type of uh, domestic abuse or violence in the home or the workplace, uh, you can contact uh, Kerry via the MOM Project, uh, www.momproject.co.uk and find out more information about that. Now, the 
number for the Zoom, which is Thursdays, 8 p.m. in the evening, is 351-345-4855. I'll say that again slowly. 351-345-4855. And that's the Zoom link. There is no password. Uh, you put the number that I've just given you in, and once you're in, you will be let into the discussion. So I hope um, that you ladies out there listening will uh, take my advice and join the service. It's a very good uh, service and a very good platform. Very interesting uh, discussions take place on there. So please don't forget that this coming Thursday. Um, also, big shout out to the uh, Shamps and Giggles crew. I know some of you are listening this morning. Big shout out to my man, Mr. Jemmy P. Um, also host a show uh, on Thursday evenings um, called uh, The Rawness Uncovered Show. Big shout out to you, my man, um, on Blunts for Life Radio. So big shouts for you uh, listening in uh, to my show uh, this morning. Thank you very much for that. Also want to say uh, another big shout to uh, the CEO, Mr. Joseph A. If you are out there listening from Shamps and Giggles, um, congratulations to you doing your interview uh, on the radio the other week. Uh, very well presented. Um, and I'll speak to you uh, privately. Also, another big shout out to uh, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Peter Francis, who I saw yesterday uh, won an award for his book he released earlier on this year called Consequences, um, which seems to be doing very, very well. Uh, the book is about his life uh, growing up to where he is. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mr. Francis is a very funny man. He's a comedian. Um, that's how he makes his, his living. And he's written a book called Consequences, uh, released earlier this year. Incidentally, uh, he was interviewed by uh, the wonderful Kerry Mussington earlier this year. So you can find that on YouTube and find out what the uh, book is all about. But I can tell you uh, it's about his life uh, growing up. Very interesting book also. So, yeah, congratulations to you, my man, uh, winning an award. That's what it's all about, you know. Um, you put the hard work in, you get something out of it at the end of it. So well done to all of those I've mentioned. So... Uh, let's commence with the show. Um, and what's been going on? As I say, uh, I missed a week last week, um, but I'm back again. Um, something I wanted to talk about just briefly uh, was the uh, car bomb or the bomb stroke device that went off outside uh, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool Ladies Hospital, female hospital. Uh, last week, um, killing the person who transported uh, the device. Uh, luckily, the driver uh, got away, um, just bailed out in time before, you know, whether it was detonated deliberately or as, you know, forensic people are saying, you know, the vibrations of the car may have made it, uh, you know, un unstable and it went off. But um, very lucky for the driver to get away with the injuries that that he did, let's hope that he makes a full recovery. Um, but as a result of that, what has happened is the UK threat level has gone up uh, again. Now, I will tell you that uh, when I was uh, a, a uniformed serving police officer many years ago, 
um, I was under this regime of uh, threat level being high uh, around about the time of 2005 with the uh, London bombing. So it seems that, uh, you know, we, we've gone back to that sort of state of awareness and readiness. Um, you will also note that uh, last month, um, Sir David Amos was killed in his surgery. Uh, I spoke about that at length uh, last month. And incidentally, uh, his funeral was held uh, yesterday. Uh, he was laid to rest. Now, they branded that incident, um, you know, a terrorist uh, incident, which, you know, they anti-terrorism officers have their their ideas and their intelligence and he was known um, and this and that and all the rest of it. Um, now they're saying this could be a terrorist uh, incident, uh, a type of standalone where there is no links but the general idea is that these lone wolves, as they're called, will, for whatever reasons, go out and commit uh, these, you know, wicked acts with the intention of... of uh, killing and maiming people. Also remember when that bomb went off on Sunday, that Sunday was actually Remembrance Sunday and less than a mile away from where the bomb went off, there was a parade of, you know, thousands of people um, showing their respect for Remembrance Sunday. So there would have been veterans there, um, you know, army personnel and so on and so forth. So uh, I, I think, uh, you know, my advice to everybody would be to be extremely vigilant, uh, especially as we come up uh, to this particular time of the year. We're all getting, you know, festive. Uh, we've been, if I can use this word loosely, we've been robbed of our Christmases for the last two years due to uh, COVID-19 and the, the restrictions, which incidentally brings me on to my next point, uh, Austria. Um, is now in a full lockdown for the next 20 days because, you know, their COVID statistics have gone up. Um, so the country's gone into lockdown. So, you know, we haven't heard about that for a while. We've had more pressing issues at home, like these terrorist, uh, you know, incidents. Also, uh, House of Commons uh, scandals, uh, you know, Prime Minister backing his friends, his friends, um, you know, doing dodgy deals and lobbying, um, taking money for uh, consultancy work that they shouldn't, having second jobs, having second homes. So many things going on. So we've lost track uh, of, of coronavirus. But remember, a month or so ago, they were talking about, oh, Prime Minister, what's going to happen at Christmas? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So keep a keep an eye on that because you know if we start hearing that cases are going up do, do not be surprised if uh he comes out and that's the prime minister that is and says that he will uh lock the country down which i think will be devastating for uh a lot of people people are just this moment trying to you know put one and one together to make two. And if uh, Christmas is robbed from them, and um, that includes myself as well, um, who knows what, what, what will happen. But Austria, uh, definitely uh, in, in lockdown, I was paying close attention uh, to that yesterday. Speaking of the Prime Minister, um, what a mess yesterday. Uh, Mr Johnson seemed 
dishevelled. I know he's a, a bit of a um, what, what's the word I, I can use? He's a bit of a a, a character, a, a Benny Hill type uh, character, but you know, a lot of bluster. That's that's him, and I think he does that quite well. Uh, but yesterday, um, he made a right pig's ear of his uh, speech at the CBI. Um, he was waffling, uh, he lost his notes, he asked for forgiveness, he carried on waffling, then he started talking about uh, where he took his children uh, the, the, the day before, and it was just a very, very, very poor performance uh, from the Prime Minister, um, who normally does quite well in his blustering ways, but is it looking shaky for Mr. Johnson. Um, I've been hearing that for the last week. Um, normally, he seems to be quite uh, on point with the things that he's been saying, but um, are the cracks uh, beginning to show in the Conservative or on the Conservative front benches, uh, should I say? It is starting to look that way. Anyway, um, as usual with me, never enough hours in the day. I have some other stories um, that I would like to bring to you. Uh, but for now, I'm going to play you some music. Uh, just incidentally, if you're wondering why I, the choice of music that I've picked today, it's because I, I don't really go out much, um, probably because I'm getting old. But it was my birthday um, the other day, so thank you uh, for those people who sent me um all the birthday wishes and i went to a place um i'm not going to say where it was um but it was actually fantastic um the music was uh funk uh, jazz jazz funk um and that kind of inspired me from when i was a little kid um the sort of music that i heard around the household as well um and the sort of music that i actually liked myself so um yeah that that was really really good to go out and and enjoy uh, music like that that I've not heard for a long time. So check this out. On 105.7 FM. Making it happen every minute, every day.
24 hours a day. This is ICR. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're now in the last third of the show. Uh, two from Bobby Bird. Uh, you know I've got soul and hot pants. Two of my favourite uh, tunes, just some background information on that for those of you who don't know. Um, I trained as a classical uh, musician when I was a child at school way back in the 80s. Um, I used to play keyboard and I was quite a proficient drummer. Um, and the task or the test of the task was to be able to pray, to play, sorry, I'm going to put my teeth back in, um, the famous, you know, breakbeat. Uh, James Brown, breakbeat, funky drummer uh, type of thing. And if you could master that, you were in. So that was what uh, I spent my childhood uh, listening to uh, in the music rooms uh, down at Highbury Grove School down in London, where some of the uh, best uh, DJs and producers uh, came out of. Uh, big up my man Wookie. Uh, spent many of hours in the studio with Wookie at school. Uh, also the godfather of Garage himself, uh, Mr. DJ Spoonie. Uh, big shout out to you, my man. Many hours spent in the studio uh, when we were youngsters and uh, certainly paid off uh, for those uh, gentlemen indeed. Also, um, I have an apology to make. I've just received a text message. Somebody said to me, what is Shamos and Giggles? Now, I did start off the show saying I had uh, a recurring toothache. Um, so... I'm not speaking uh, as clearly as I normally do. Shamos and Giggles is actually Shamps 
and giggles. So apologies to Shamps and Giggles for that. Um, I stand corrected. Um, I shall try to get this two fake sorted out as soon as possible. I'm working on it. Anyway, without further ado, um, last night, uh, a lorry caught fire on the A14 just outside of Ipswich, um, junctions 53 and 54, uh, around 11.30 last night. Uh, can you believe 10 fire trucks uh, were there? So that's a lot of resources um, to put this uh, tanker out, but clearly, um, you know, these things carry thousands of gallons of fuel. Um, an explosion of one of them can be quite... Uh, catastrophic. Thankfully, uh, no, uh, well, no one was injured, um, and they managed to contain the blaze and put it out. Uh, the road remained closed up until about 1 a.m. Uh, this morning, so traffic should be flowing freely uh, on the very busy A14 if you are travelling uh, in that direction today. Um, moving on, at the weekend um, here in Ipswich, uh, a teenager um, was assaulted on the grounds of Holy Trinity Church. That's uh, probably just uh, 500 yards away from where I am sitting presently. Um, the young person suffered an injury uh, to the leg. It doesn't say what type of injury um, it was but um, the person was taken to hospital and the injuries are not thought to be life-threatening. Um, detectives believe the victim is known to the suspect. Um, how they know that, I do not know, um, but they are looking to uh, apprehend or find and apprehend this suspect who fled in a car um, with another assailant uh, being the getaway driver. Um, if you have uh, any information on this uh, crime, you're to contact South CID, uh, quoting the reference number 65671-21. Now, as a result of that incident, uh, and this was Saturday, now I'm not sure if this is still in place. Something called a Section 60 was in place. Now that means the uh, borough commander or superintendent, whoever is in charge, puts a blanket power across a particular area. Now this was quite a large area of Ipswich. This happened on Saturday, uh, bearing in mind today is uh, Tuesday. Uh, the Section 60 gives the officers extra powers to stop and search you, okay? And the grounds that they would have been using is there has been, uh, you know, this uh, assault on a young person just down the road, and as a result of that, we are looking for people who fit the description, okay, of the assailants. Um, and if you fit that description, you will be stopped uh, and, and searched. Now, I don't think uh, many people will, uh, you know, have a problem with being stopped and searched, uh, especially, you know, when they hear that uh, a young person has been injured, because that will be how the officers will approach you. Good morning, sir. Good morning, madam. Um, we'd like to uh, conduct a stop and search on you. 
there has the reason for this stop and search, which is the grounds. You must have grounds. Always remember that police officer cannot just walk up to you and just stop you like that. They must have reasonable grounds to suspect. And on this occasion, the reasonable grounds to suspect would be that a young person has been assaulted down the road, perhaps mobile phone taken or so on and so forth. Um, I, as the officer, have now been given uh, Section 60 powers in this particular area, which allows me to stop you, to search you, to see if you have any items as such uh, on you that, you know, could be related to this particular offence. So uh, for young people in question, uh, it's always good to uh, read up on... Uh, you know, the powers that the police have and know, basically know your rights, know what they can and they, they can't do. It's very uh, important. Um, and, you know, again, you can contact the MOM project. Uh, they do run classes uh, on, on such things. Um, I will also be taking part in that and, you know, putting my two pence worth in, as well as I do here on the show, uh, giving you as much information as I possibly can about how things work, trying to keep everybody nice uh, and safe. Um, but like I said, this uh, young person doesn't have uh, life-threatening injuries, so um, I hope they make a full recovery. And on, on a further note, um, you know, for parents and stuff, um, you know, make sure you know where your children are and, and what they're doing and who they're hanging around with. Um, if you don't see them or hear from them when you know you're expecting them home and so on and so forth, call them, you know, go out and walk the routes uh, that, 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 that they would have taken, contact their friends, you know, go on their Facebook uh, profiles and look and see what, what, what it is uh, that they're doing, you know. Um, life life is, is very uh, precious, so um, think about that for, for a moment and, um, you know, let's all try to do better um, and let's try to get these people who, who think it's okay to go around injuring people, a uh, young person uh, like that, um, you know, should, shouldn't be in that situation. I'd also like to point out that, you know, now the clocks have gone back, it's getting darker earlier, um, you know, so please try to walk. It's not always practicable, as they say, but try to walk in lit areas, try to walk in groups, let somebody know, hey, I'm leaving work, I'm leaving college, I'll be home in 15, 20 minutes or so and so, you know, try to keep uh, people informed of, of uh, your movements and try to stay safe. Moving on, um, Aaron uh, Murray, uh, who ran a county uh, lines operation, Henry Golding, uh, sorry, he ran a... a County Lines uh, operation, he's been jailed. Uh, Henry Golding, who sexually assaulted a child, has been jailed. Joshua uh, Mida, I think I've pronounced that correctly, um, sexually assaulted uh, a woman in Colchester. Um, those are among three people who've been jailed. Henry Golding was given 17 months, and he's a former teacher. Um, shocking, really. Um, was also found... Uh, guilty on three counts of making indecent images uh, of children. Now, I mentioned this issue of the uh, indecent pictures of children. They are categorised A, B and C. Um, you know, A is the worst, B is least and C is lesser. The fact of the matter is you have been uh, convicted of, of 
such a, a heinous crime. Um, he's been uh, placed on the sex offenders uh, register uh, for 10 years. Um, and it, it's, it's strange how uh, things go, because I've got another story here um, of, of a chap called Daniel Lee, 35. Um, he was given six years and five months for sexually assaulting a woman who fell down and sprained her ankle. Um, you would think that this man uh, would try to help her. Instead, he took advantage of her when he was, um, uh, when she was most vulnerable. Um, and he's now required to uh, sign the sex offenders register uh, indefinitely. Um, you know, so you can see the variance in, in sentencing. You know, one judge says, right, you're going to be on the sex offenders register for life. Another judge says 10 years. I think if you commit any type of um, sexual uh, offence, uh, be it man versus woman or woman versus man, uh, you should be on there uh, for life. Uh, that's my personal uh, opinion on that subject. 27-year-old um, uh, Joshua Mida, a former soldier, uh, his uh, lieutenant colonel said he was the perfect soldier. Um, he was given 30 months in prison for sexually assaulting a woman in Colchester. Um, again, as I said previously, um, placed on, on the sex offenders register. Ladies, it's getting dark. Um, please walk in lit areas. Let your partners, let your work colleagues, let your family know what time you're leaving work. Girls, if you're going out on a night out, if five of you go out uh, and one of you need to go home, all four of you put that one person in the cab, make sure it's a reputable cab, uh, check they have their phone, their, their keys. You really do nowadays have to be over the top uh, with uh, security for one another. Um, predators are found uh, in, in all walks of life. If you remember some years ago, there was a taxi driver by the name of John Wallboys. Um, he had a black cab, which was a fake black cab, and he drove around picking up uh, women on, on, you know, on their way home, offering them um, you know, a ride home under the guise of, hey, I'm going to retire, I've just won the lottery, would you like a glass of champagne? Lady on the night out thinks, hey, this is great, I get a free ride home. Um, and what he was doing is uh, drugging these ladies um, and uh, you know, sexually assaulting them um, over 100 uh, ladies uh, sexually assaulted. He has been uh, jailed for life. There was an appeal about 18 months ago or two years ago for him to, He obviously he wanted to come out. He thought the sentence was uh, too harsh, but the uh, judges, uh, high court judges overruled uh, that. And I think they were correct uh, in their assessment of him. So please, 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 uh, ladies, be careful. Um, Aaron Murray mentioned his name a moment ago um, from Braintree, was also jailed for five years and six months for his role uh, in the supply of crack, cocaine and heroin. Police say Murray and another man were operating what is known as the Hollywood County Lines, which brings drugs up from London through Essex up to here uh, in Suffolk, where we are. So it's um, this is why they call it organised. When you have, um, you know, an organisation uh, called you know, the Hollywood 
line um, that will differentiate that from what's going on in the West Midlands or in Wales or in Cardiff or Glasgow or even in Northern Ireland. This is going on all across the British Isles. So um, looking at the time, as always, uh, the show is about to conclude. So I would like to play you out with some music today. Um, and I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Please do uh, tune in again. If I haven't given you a shout out today, forgive me, but I will try to uh, remember. The show is only one hour long um, and there's just never enough time uh, in the day to get everything done. So thank you very much for listening. This is the Crime Lab Show with me, Adrian Ashby, and I will be back here next week. Tuesday, 10 to 11, every Tuesday, 10 to 11, uh, Ipswich Community Radio, ICR, FM, uh, providing I don't have too fake that is. So once again, thank you very much for listening and I shall see you next week. Bye for now. The best music variety, 24 hours a day. This is ICR. You guys know who I'm talking to. Let's go.